It was a lot of conversations, and we would try a certain way to budget, and then that wouldn't work for me. Well, let's try this. Well, let's try this. Well, let's do all cash. So it was a lot of conversations, a lot of trying different things, um, a lot of grace on his part, and ultimately, for the first several years, it felt like I was the kid and he was the parent. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just like and that sucked. Yeah, we were both like, yeah, this this isn't cool. This isn't sustainable. So much so that there were times where, in the very beginning of our marriage, she would buy a thing. And because she didn't want me to ask about it, like she would be strategic about bringing certain grocery bags into the house from the car. I don't know. What's no, totally. Really? I totally remember that. Totally remember. Guys, come on. No, not you hear, even. Hear the rustling at ten thirty at night. That sounds like grocery bags. Welcome to the Stewardship Podcast, where we discuss how to wisely manage your resources, your influence, and on today's episode, your budget meeting with your spouse. Yeah, we're going to be talking about how to talk to your spouse about money. So I have invited Grant and his wife, Jody to the podcast. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. Welcome, Jody. Thank you. Glad you're here. Glad to be here. Yeah. Today, we wanted to talk about how to kind of navigate the difficult waters of finances and marriage. What do they say? The the three most common causes or issues in marriage are sex, in-laws, and money. Yeah. Money's yeah, there, for sure. That, it's definitely in the top three. Yep. <laughs> uh, a few years ago, Heather and I used to do uh, pre-marriage counseling with couples who were engaged at our church, and we did the money section. So we, we also have some experience with kind of coaching people on this. And, and one thing I know is that everybody brings something to marriage, Yeah, to that relationship. Uh, we all have on our own, uh, as young adults, a relationship with money. And we all have our feelings about it and our thoughts, and a lot of times some strong feelings. Yep. And so uh, I wanted to start off kind of asking you guys, what is your background in this? Like Ooh. When you guys were dating and, and kind of getting serious and, and getting married and in that stage of your relationship, what kinds of things did you guys bring to your marriage? How did you both feel about money? What was our experience? How did we engage with it? Yeah. Okay. You want to go first? Uh, you can go. Okay. So um, as a child, I remember a brief time where it felt like we were quote unquote rich. I mean, I was a kid. I didn't know really anything. Uh, I do remember going to Disneyland when I was in uh, kindergarten. I'm like, wow, this is cool. Uh, but I was in the middle of seven kids, farm family. And then, you know, life happened. Some some things happened and, and uh, money became an issue for us. So as a, as a child, I remember um, money was definitely a stressor. And um, we did not have an abundance of it. It was very mm-hmm. much a struggle uh, growing up. Uh, and then I just kind of took things into my own hands, essentially, in in, in high school and uh, through college, where I just tried to do my best to provide for myself. Uh-huh. And so much so that by the time I was 18, I was paying my own rent and my own apartments with my own full-time job that I had. Mm-hmm. And that was my relationship with money. I, I Very independent. Very independent. Yeah, that's a really great word. And... Uh, had a lot of engagements and experiences with income and expenses and how to make sure you're not spending more than, than you have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that was that was a big deal. So that was kind of 
my my experience with money. And you had already worked at a credit card company too, so you knew yeah. you knew the experiences of people who maybe had spent too much money. Yes. So as a 15 year old, I am having conversations with people who are past due on their credit cards, asking them to make payments on their past due credit cards. And then by the time I was 18, again, I was working uh, in the mortgage industry. So now helping people get a really big debt. So I had looked at credit reports and all the things. So yeah, I I worked in finance too. and, And that had an impact on my thoughts and how I kind of engage with money as a in my own personal finances. Yeah. For me, um, <laughs> so different than Grant. Not the exact same? <laughs> I I didn't have any thoughts about money other than I like to spend it. We all do. And <laughs> I don't know what my relationship was money with money was like. And that honestly is one thing that attracted me to Grant was mm. how wise he was with his money. Sure. And I was so attracted to that because it was something I had no experience with. I didn't have to pay for things in junior high or high school or college. Mm. Um, my parents were very giving and very generous, and I didn't have any bills until I married Grant. And so it was. I was super thankful that he was so wise, and I just felt comfortable and confident. Like he's going to take care of us. Like he's got a plan. He saves. He's good with his money. So I'm good with my money now. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 were. Thinking you got good with money by osmosis through marriage. I was hoping. <laughs> yeah, it sounds good. I yep. bet that isn't exactly how it played out, though. No. <laughs> no, um, sadly. Yeah. I didn't have any bills either when, like, when I graduated. Uh, I also didn't have a job. Um, I just didn't. I just didn't buy things. <laughs> so it was kind of in between. Like I was independent uh, in that I didn't. You didn't spend what you didn't. I have. I didn't spend what I didn't have. Yeah. Um, and Heather had had several jobs when, when we got married. Um, and so we also had different kind of feelings and thoughts and understandings about money. And, uh, I wasn't just automatically good with money just for being married to her though. I know. Such a bummer. It didn't work out that way. I I wish it would. I know. It'd be so much easier. I feel like I probably identify more with Jody uh, about like how I think about money. Um, because it's just, it's not at the front of my mind all the time. And it's, Heather's definitely thinking about the budget more often. Um, so in kind of the dynamics, I would be more of a Jody. Yeah, there's more of a Grant. Yeah, yeah, it's good. We got lots of growth, you know, yeah. lots of growth to do. Yeah. Um, and so then when you got married, was it just super easy and you just you just kind of fell right into it? Or has it caused some some struggles? Yeah, it it did over the first several years, for sure. It was a process and um, we just kind of didn't know what, I didn't know what to do Mm. with it. It was a lot of conversations and we would try a certain way to budget and then that wouldn't work for me. And then we'd revisit and have another conversation and, well, let's try this. Well, let's try this. Well, let's do all cash. Well, let's do this. And things Mm. would work for a little while, but I don't know. I guess I was just really difficult and... So it was a lot of conversations, a lot of trying different things, um, a lot of grace on his part. And ultimately, for the first several years, it felt like a, I was the kid and he was the parent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like. And that sucked. Yeah. Like, hey, um, can I spend this much on this? And then sometimes I'd just spend it because I didn't want to ask him for like every mm-hmm. little thing. So I was like, this, is, we were both like, yeah, this, this isn't cool. This isn't sustainable. So much so that there were times where in the very beginning of our marriage, she would buy a thing 
And because mm-hmm. she didn't want me to ask about it, like she would be strategic about bringing certain grocery bags into the house from the car. <laughs> I don't know. What's no, it totally. Like? I totally remember that. Totally remember. Totally remember like the seventh pair of pajamas that you bought from Target. Guys, come on. No, not you hear, even. Hear the rustling at ten thirty at night. Yeah. That sounds like grocery bags. Uh, and you know, really more more than than anything, as I look back on our marriage. Um, we were very fortunate. We had a lot of amazing mentors and people that had loved on us individually, collectively. Um, I think the long distance relationship that we had, I was in Arizona, you were in Iowa, we were dating, uh, that all helped us and set us up for a really, I would say prosperous marriage. I can't think, Daniel, of the total number of fights we ever had. I, I, I can't even probably count them on one hand. But I do remember two instances, mm. and they were both related to money. Mm. They were both related to money. And, um, you know, I want to, in this episode, give some how-tos and some tips of ways to communicate with your spouse about money. And we're yeah. going to do that in the second half of, of this. Um, kind of like we always do, you know, three steps, one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's important to understand, like, where and why those those fights happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working my butt off and not only trying to, to build a business, but there was a purpose in my mind for what I was doing with the money. Mm-hmm. And there was a purpose in mind for trying to make sure we were in control of our expenses and our income because it all meant, and it was all being done to serve her and to serve mm-hmm. our kids. Mm-hmm. And all this stuff that I was doing required a lot of time, energy, effort, and work. And it was all for them. It wasn't for me. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't need it or didn't care. I was trying to set them up and I was putting so much energy and effort into it that when she went outside of that plan, a plan we had talked about and agreed to, I felt extremely disrespected. And it's like, do you even know like what I've done? The sacrifice and the hard work here? Do you, you don't know. You don't care about this. You don't care about me. You don't. You're, and I just don't like that feeling of being disrespected. And it felt like an intentional disrespect. And so, really, it wasn't even about like the the money. Right. It wasn't about the dollar amount. Yeah. That that caused that issue. And and for her, I'm sure she had a completely different perspective. Yeah. On it. I was like, I I didn't communicate to you about this one thing, and I spent some money, but who cares? We have it in savings. Like, mm-hmm. why are you freaking out about this? Like, what's the big deal? You didn't set out to hurt him. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So it took us, I mean, that that instance, that um, time, it took us like kind of weeks to talk through that, mm-hmm. why he reacted so hurt and felt like just kind of disconnected himself from me from a mm-hmm. time because I didn't get it. I'm like, yeah, we were most of the time I stay with the plan. Mm-hmm. I didn't this time. What's the big deal? You know? Mm-hmm. So it was conversations to where I understood, oh, he feels disrespected. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's I didn't the even know I felt disrespected either. Like I it took those conversations yeah. for that to kind of come out. Like, okay, why am I so upset? What's what's really going on here? I know for myself and for probably most men, we don't know what we're feeling underneath the initial emotion, like we might feel just heated <laughs> or angry, but we don't know why. And so it takes conversation. Uh, I know with me and Heather, it takes grace from Heather and, and a little bit of time for me to kind of think through and understand what's underneath what I'm feeling. 
leave room for that in your marriage, room to figure out what's actually underneath this. And then your fights about money won't be about money. You'll be able to get to the underlying things and actually make some progress and learn and grow together and become closer through it. Yeah. And, and I'm glad and thankful that of where we're at now and what we've gone through and even that we had those fights because it's been, been awesome. Mm-hmm. And my hope is that people who are listening right now are able to relate with, with us, not just our relationship, but maybe relate with either of us individually based on mm-hmm. the context that we had going into marriage about money. Um, or uh, maybe it's like, oh, yeah, I'm more like Jody or I'm more like Grant or I'm more like Daniel or Heather, like you said. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my hope in that first part of the conversation. Yeah. But here at Stewardship, not only do we want to help you thrive in your marriage mm-hmm. and steward that relationship, we also want to help you out with some just super practical tips about money. So every time we have a podcast, we also share a one-minute money tip. Here we go. Why is your car insurance going up? Why are auto insurance rates always seeming to increase over the years? Here's the truth about car insurance. It's designed to make you whole. So if you get an accident, they need to pay to repair it or get you a new one, similar to how you were before the accident. So somebody hits my car in the back, what's gonna happen? It's not just replacing the bumper, but a camera, some technology that's associated with it. That can be expensive. And let's go over to the front. Look, let's say I hit something and my rear view mirror falls off and they put a new one on here. Well, not only do I get a new rear view mirror that doesn't have bird poop on it, but I have to get a new rear view mirror with a camera. You guys, our cars are more expensive. They have a lot of conveniences and technologies associated with them that we love and appreciate. So the cost to replace them, to make us whole, how we were prior to the accident, it's more expensive. So the insurance associated with that is also more expensive. What a great money tip. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so we just talked about uh, briefly some, some issues that can come up when money isn't communicated about in the right ways. Yeah. And uh, Grant, you mentioned that you were feeling uh, disrespected. And Jody, you mentioned that you were feeling kind of a lack of freedom, right? And a lack of grace. And so we figured out that underneath the conversation about money was some other things yeah. that needed to be worked on. And I think for, for me and Heather, if we if we had experienced the same behavior or the same situation, she and I may feel differently than you guys did because every marriage is made up of different people. For sure. And we all have our different baggage about money. And so how can we even summarize what people can do about money? Well, we figured out three things. Yeah, three that steps. are going to be pretty dang universal because yeah. it, it really gets to the heart of what, what we talked about. It's not about the money. Right. And the three tips about how to converse about money actually aren't about finances at all and they can be applied to kind of how to talk with your spouse exactly about anything yeah so uh grant you mentioned part of the the issue was that you were working really hard Mm -hmm. to earn an income for your family Mm -hmm. and you had a purpose yes so our first step in communicating with your spouse about money is the purpose yeah this is something that jody says a lot to me is she wants to make sure we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. She feels that when we're not on the same page and she does a great job of communicating that to me. Like, hey, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Um, and that's big for us. Yeah. Uh, because that helps us feel connected. It helps us with expectation management. It helps in all kinds of different areas. And that's also true with money. Mm-hmm. You need to know your why. Why? 
Why are you trying to control expenses? Why are you working so hard for this income? Why are you saving? Why are you doing what you do with money anyways? What's the big deal? Who cares if -hmm. you spend like crazy and you're out of control and you don't build wealth? What's the problem? Well, it depends on what your why is. Why are you here with your marriage? What are you trying to do? What's the point of that? Um, And Jody and I are pretty clear on what we believe we're here for, what our mission is in our family and trying to love others. And we have a lot of really fun dreams and ideas and conversations of ways that we would like to love others well, whether that's our family, our kids, our friends, Mm -hmm. and that requires some some wealth to be built in in order for us to do it in in those ways. Um, So that main thing and keeping that the main thing and pointing all the conversations back to that why is super, super helpful. Well, and I would say, too, we've been you know, having money conversations for years and a lot of the, the first few years of our marriage um, and always kind of had similar goals and a similar whys for our money since the beginning. Mm-hmm. But we've been able to see, to meet some of those goals and be able to yeah. live yeah. out some of those things that, hey, wouldn't it be cool one day if we had enough money to do this and, mm-hmm. and bless this person or do this and we can do some of those things now because yeah. we have we've had a unified purpose and we've stuck to it mm-hmm. yeah. most of the time and so it's been really awesome we sometimes look at each other like wow we're able to do this mm-hmm. like something we've talked about for a long time now but we've worked for it and mm-hmm. planned for it and talked about it and and here we are with some of it. So it's yeah. been awesome. Yeah, experiencing wins around your purpose is a big deal. And, and I'll share just a, a very simple practical example um, that I think anybody listening can, can achieve and, and feel. Now, we just got done with the Christmas season. And one of our Christmas kind of traditions that we do in our family is we try to pick a family that we want to bless in, in that Christmas season. Mm. And we'll just buy different gifts or uh packages or whatnot, and we get together with our children, wrap these things up, talk about this family, pray over this family. Jody goes to the store with the kids to buy the things. And mm-hmm. uh, on a random night during the Christmas season, we'll jump in the car, play some Christmas music all loud, and get the kids giggling and laughing. And then they pretend like there's some secret agent spies, and they drop <laughs> off this stuff on the doorstep and try to ring the doorbell without being detected. And it's just this fun Christmas tradition that we've we've done. And to be honest, it doesn't cost a ton of money to do that. Um, but mm-hmm. even something as simple as that, we couldn't have done at the beginning of our marriage. Right. Not because we didn't have the income, but because when Christmas would come up, we weren't doing the right things with our money. That mm-hmm. it was like, oh, Christmas is here. Surprise, <laughs> I guess we have these extra expenses. It's in now. December this year? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so because now we know we want to do things like that and and use some of our income and our wealth that we are working hard towards to bless other people with, mm-hmm. we know that we have to do the right things 11 months out of the year to make sure we can do that in December and do it wisely. And then when we do it, it's so much fun. It is. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the, the kids, whole family. yeah, the kids have a blast. We have a blast doing it together. And when you experience that win, you're like, ah, yeah, this is, this is why we do this. Yeah. This is why we're doing these things with money because- this is what life's about. We, our, our marriage, our life is about loving other people. And mm-hmm. we want to make sure that what we do with money points to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I can get kind of cynical about money because I, I never want to be greedy, you know, and I never want to be, you know, this selfish person. Well, if, if my life's purpose is to love other people and I pursue that with my finances, well, now greed is never an issue. Mm-hmm. And, and the cynicism kind of 
fizzles out. Yep. yep. You know, and I can understand that, oh, if I earn more, I can give more, you know? So it's, yeah, it's, it's important to come back to that purpose. Yeah. And if, you know, we, we talked about it in other, other episodes. We have an episode where we talk about establishing hope in your job. Yeah. By finding a purpose of serving people. Yeah. So it's, it's so important and it can help a marriage immensely if you guys are pursuing the same purpose together. I think it's also, not only is it important for you to have the purpose, but also be on the same page about it. Yeah. I agree about, about the mm-hmm. purpose and yeah. that keeps us on the same page. She could have a completely different context about money going into the marriage as mm-hmm. I did, obviously through our story, but because we have that same purpose, we're now unified. Unified. Yep. And because we have that same purpose, we're on the same page. Yeah. Even though we both think about money differently and even act with our money a little bit differently, we're on the same page. And that's that's huge. So that's step one. Yeah. It's a big step. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. So then step two then, I mean, how, how can you even get on the same page? Well, you have to talk about it. Yeah. Conversations. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes a lot of them. Yeah. Sometimes frustrating conversations. But you got to have conversations. Yeah. And I think the, the most important thing to do when you're having the conversation, and I, I'd say this is the focus of step two, you have to plan the conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody likes an ambush or, <laughs> or a surprise attack about money uh, mm-hmm. or any conversation that could be hard. You know, there's tension. There's tension in, in money conversations. So instead of, you know, at 11 o'clock at night, right before you're going to bed when you're super tired, you're like, hey, yeah, so anyways, the budget, let's go ahead. I'm going to, you know, yeah. or hey, so that expense you had, um, or we got this thing in the future. No, nope, like that's not wise. Uh, but if you know you need to talk about the thing, mm-hmm. go ahead and, and say, hey, uh, we have some margin in our day tomorrow at this time. Heads up. I want to make sure we're going to talk about this with our money. We need to have this money conversation. Yeah. Would you would you be prepared for that just mentally and, and maybe pray over that conversation? Mm-hmm. Uh, now you're going into that conversation extremely different. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Plan yeah. for it. Pray about it. Because if we just go in on our own, there's not a whole lot of humility. Yeah. 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 Um, a trick that Heather uses is uh, she'll say, we need to talk about the budget. So uh, scoop us some ice cream. And then we can talk about it. Ice cream makes <laughs> everything I'm, better. And then I'm there. That's yep, great. exactly. You know, that's that's the good. Best way. That's know great. your spouse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Jody, you you just set up the perfect transition, and I uh, I stepped all over it with my ice cream. Um, <laughs> so you were saying you've got to pray. Pretty important. <laughs> I know. I, I couldn't pass it up. Um, but you said that we have to pray, um, and we have to be kind of mentally and spiritually prepared for this conversation, or else it won't have any humility. And surprise, that's our third step. Yeah. Uh-huh. You've got to be humble. Mm-hmm. So Grant, tell us about humility. So I think uh, I know that with finances, in most cases, marriages have one spouse who's kind of managing the expenses. Mm-hmm. Takes and care. one spouse who spends the expenses, <laughs> <Yeah>. maybe? <laughs> spends the money, yeah. We got a spender and a saver. We got somebody who's in charge of the budget and someone who's not. And mm-hmm. that's typically just how it works out, and that's okay. But either way, something that can happen, the person who's in charge of the budget can easily lord over the other one, or the mm-hmm. other one can, um, with kind of shame and like, well, geez, give me a break here, kind of lord that over the other, mm-hmm. right? And that's just not wise, and there's zero humility there. And when you're going into these conversations, it's important to communicate, yes, how you're feeling, but more than anything, you have to listen and do your best to understand how they're feeling. And mm-hmm. 
these the, the two big money fights that Jody and I had, we would not have been able to get through them if it wasn't for humility. She she did a great job of listening and and trying to understand and saying, Oh my goodness, yeah. I no. do see how that feels. Really and well. I wouldn't say initially. I mean, we had oh, many, yeah. many conversations about that. And I, it was definitely more on the defense, not a whole lot of humility at first, but mm-hmm. through conversations, um, maybe a little bit of humility came. Yeah. And it would have gone a lot quicker if humility was there from the beginning. Right. And mm-hmm. that's one of the cool things about this one, two, three process. As you have conversations about money and you do step one, keep the main thing, the main thing. You do step two and you plan the conversations and you act in humility as part of the conversations. If you do one, two, three constantly over time, Mm -hmm. the next thing you know, these money conversations, they just become super duper easy. Like very, very easy. Um, I I, I wrote a blog about this exact topic, about how to talk to your spouse about money. And I'm sitting behind the computer in my office at home and I'm asking Jody, Jody, how do we talk about money? She's like, what? I don't know. Do we? <laughs> yeah, like it's become so natural for us. It's that, autopilot. Yeah, yeah, it's really autopilot now. Like we don't even think about keeping the main thing the main thing. Think about um, the the humility or even think about having the plans that, or time to talk about it because we, we just do it now. Yeah. Uh, it's just second nature. It's a reflex. And I think that's the good news for anybody who's listening. Like, oh, man, those three steps kind of seem like a lot. I don't know if we're ever going <laughs> to get there. Look, when you first start, it's tough. It is. Mm-hmm. And it took us years to come up with a plan that worked for both of us and um, to learn about each other and how to respect each other and put, like Grant said, putting like him putting himself in my shoes as yeah. a spender and me putting myself in his shoes as the provider mm-hmm. mm. um, was huge. It doesn't happen overnight. And lots of conversations and frustrations. and uh, But over time, you do get to a place where it's a whole lot easier. Yeah. Every conversation that we have literally gets better, gets gets easier. And as long as we're really focusing in on our why, focusing in, having a plan to talk about it, but really focusing in on humility, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You guys also have uh, a secret fourth hack. Yeah, for dealing do. with your money. We do. Because you've, you've come to understand over the years that you both think and handle money, think about money and handle it so differently. Yep. You guys actually have separate bank accounts? Oh. But we don't have time to talk we about do. that. Oh, but are we even <laughs> Christians if we have separate bank accounts? Can we? Is oh, that gosh. possible or allowed? For the record, when we were pre-marriage counseling, we would say, you have to combine your finances to yeah. every couple. Oh, wow. And I, yeah. I think maybe you should start that way. So, yeah. So... We're going to do another episode about this. Yeah. Uh, Probably next quarter. So Uh subscribe to the podcast. Yes. Stay tuned because we're going to have Jody back on the podcast. Yeah. To be clear, though, we're telling you to subscribe to the podcast. We're not telling you to go separate bank accounts until after you've listened. Because, look, we have a You can do it wrong. Yes. Jody and I are very unified and very connected with our finances. But, yeah, we do have two separate debit accounts. We sure do. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure if I'm ready for the controversy. (laughs) But... Drama. I'll be here. I hope you're here also. Yeah. Let's let's talk soon. Thanks for listening. <laughs>